The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome into the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It was another day of media on Wednesday from Arrowhead Stadium as Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver Sammy Watkins, and rookie cornerback Legarius Sneed joined us via Zoom conference call. First half of the podcast, we'll go Reid and Mahomes. Second half, Watkins and Sneed. So let's start with the Chiefs head coach. Coach, here is Andy Reid. All right. Um, as far as the injuries go, uh, Okafor has a hamstring strain. He won't practice today. Saunders won't practice today uh, with the elbow. And then um, Ward won't practice today, uh, but is making progress. So uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. Um, look forward to that challenge of playing the Chargers. Uh, Anthony Lynn and his staff do a, do a great job of uh, uh, of coaching and and their players obviously play aggressive and hard. They've always had uh, good schemes uh, against us, um, very consistent and and uh, very solid. So, anyways, uh, with that, time's yours. Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, coach. Good morning. Hi, Herbie. Hey, how accurate is that report that Saunders is expected to miss up to a month, and is he a candidate for the short-term three-week injured reserve? Yeah, we just gotta we gotta just see with him, Herbie. Um, we don't we try not to put the time limits on him um, on any of the guys, and surely don't talk about him. But uh, we'll just see how see how he progresses here. He's actually feeling pretty good today, but you know, we'll see how that how that uh, how it goes. You know. Go to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, I was just curious, like especially in short yardage situations with um, Edwards Hilaire and some of that physicality up front that you were talking about the other day. I'm just wondering if you feel as a play caller, you just have more options that there's there's more different things you can do in those situations. Um, well, I mean, well, listen, we've been blessed with good back, so we've been we've been fortunate there. So, um, I. Listen, I don't want to take anything away from the kid because he, he he's a he's an exciting player. That's a little bit of a loaded, a little bit of a loaded question. How I answer that, but I I would tell you that he he's got flexibility is what he has, and and that part's a positive for him. He you know he can run, he can catch, he can do all the things he needs to do. Um, and it doesn't really matter the uh, definitely the you know it doesn't really matter the down and distance for you. <clears throat> Go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. 
Coach Joey Bosa uh, signed the extension in the offseason, and uh, this past week he, he looked like the best player on, on the field for the Chargers. How much attention does he command, and what are some of those conversations like with Andy Heck and that crew? Yeah, well, listen, we, we respect the heck out of him, and uh, uh, no pun intended. And, and uh, uh, you know, 54 is not bad either. He's been doing a long time, and he doesn't look like he's slowed down at all. Yeah, they've added some new additions. Um, with some young guys that are in their second year and 99 and so on. And, and uh, their inside technique, he just, Jones just keeps getting better and better every year he has a chance to play. So there, and then they brought in Lendell, who is a big human being in there and, and um, hard to move. So uh, they're, <clears throat> they're fully loaded up front. Um, they have a great scheme. Um, and then they've got, real good players and so and, and listen poses he's one of the best in the national football league yeah. go to karen kornacki go ahead karen hi coach hi karen how different are they without philip rivers you know, well, Tyrod, listen tyrod i have a ton of respect for him i had a chance to coach him in the pro bowl and um and i sure liked him and he's got a real good feel for things so uh, Philip had a great career there. I mean, phenomenal career there. And um, uh, but again, they're they're onto this new thing, and he does things that that Philip can't do, and Philip, you know, does things that maybe aren't Tyra's best thing. But there, I know he's uh, he's a heck of a quarterback, and he can do a lot of things with the football. Uh, most of all, he's smart, and he has a he has a good arm. <clears throat> Go to Blair Kirkoff. Go ahead, Blair. Hey, I think we're going to talk to Legereus Sneed a little while. Um, just how, how about breaking down his um, his first game as an NFL player? Yeah, so I, I think I was asked that the other day, but he he um, he's a he did some real good things. He'll be tested this week. They've got good big wide receivers and physical kids, and be another look for him. So um, they'll have to adjust to every week. Will be great for him as he goes. But for your first time out, heck, he had an interception and. Um, made some nice plays on the ball and, uh, you know, I'd say it was a positive performance and, you know, he'll learn that every week, you know, every week you've got to do that. So he's got to make sure he prepares himself right this week, just like he did for the Texans and, and, uh, and then he'll have to do it the next week and the next, that's how it works here. So um, all that's an adjustment period for him as he, as he gets used to it. Go to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Coach, I'm curious, how important is it that you, you just talked about Tyrod Taylor, just kind of a follow-up to him, uh, that, that a coach have a, a quarterback that plays his style, right? I mean, I know your job is to morph to whoever you have, but, but every coach kind of has their core fundamental philosophies. And, and Anthony Lynn, this seems like, and we got a little glimpse under the covers, right, with the Hard Knock series and kind of how he, how he worked with him. This seems to be like a good fit for him. How, how important is that for coach and quarter, for the quarterback to be a reflection of what the coach wants his team to be? Yeah, I think Anthony's probably enjoying working with him because he's smart and he's, um, you know, he understands the offense he's in and, and um, you know, you're not going to find any blips in his uh, ability to prepare for a game. So all those things that a coach likes, um, I, I think Tyrod gives him. And I know Anthony, I'm sure he likes him. I'm not going to speak for him, but I know, I'm sure that he, uh, you know, that he likes him. Go to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. There's a couple of new roster wrinkles this year with the ability to protect up to four practice squad players a week. 
and then to be able to bring up two practice squad players on game day if you need them. Curious, you know, what's the organization's philosophy between you and Brad as far as whether you will protect guys each week and how many? And with protecting Braxton Hoyt this week, would that be a, an indication that you might be considering having him up this weekend? Well, you, you just uh, make sure that you cover all the bases. And Brad does a good job with that. I let him take care of all that. So, um, but, I mean, we'll use it the way we feel like we need it. It might not be the same as everybody else, but uh, I don't – but, but Brett's uh, – he'll have a good feel on who and when to use that. Uh, looks like we've got three more hands up. We'll go Darren, Steven, and Sarin to close it out. Go ahead, Darren. Darren, I think you're sounding. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, Coach, uh, a couple things. Obviously, you know, on, on last Thursday, nobody's really talked about it, but you all only had one penalty, and, and I believe that was a false start penalty. No training camp – well, lack of training camp and lack of preseason games. What do you speak to uh, the fact that you only had, only had that one penalty? And then second, obviously, Troy Vincent sent down the, uh, uh, the you know, the, the memo about the mass. Uh, have you figured out what you want to do this Sunday? <laughs> Well, I, my mask wasn't all that successful, but I, um, I, I think I've got it under control. So I'll, I'll keep that on. Then the coaches, you know, we'll just there's, it's been made. The point of emphasis has been made, and we'll just make sure. Uh, not that it wasn't before, but we just got to make sure we keep those covered. Sometimes it's hard to hear in the microphone, so you got to just we got to work through that. Um, in particular, when you're talking to the players in the headset, but. <clears throat> um, other than that, tell me your first part. What did you want at the first part of that? No, you know, game number one, you all – Yeah, the penalties. You know, penalties, yeah. yeah. So, listen, I thought the guys, they did a nice job uh, uh, focusing in and um, Pat did a good job of moving the snap count around and, uh, you know, we, we were able to keep ourselves on side, not shoot ourselves in the foot. But I would tell you the whole team uh, did a nice job just with the penalty situation and – You've got to do that. You know, you got to keep a focus on that, and uh, it'll be no more important than this week. I mean, uh, they've got good football players, and so you know, you got to stay disciplined the best you can. Let's go, Steven and Seren. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, coach. Uh, listening to some of the coaches um, around the league talk about their experience from week one and playing in an empty stadium, I'm just wondering uh, because they all talked about the communication aspect and then the opponents being able to hear everything, uh, even with crowd noise being piped in. What were your uh, preparation look like going into this week for LA? Yeah, so uh, you can. I mean, you can hear it on the TV. Even you know, you listen and you can hear uh, people talking and so on. So. It's important that you can you control your uh, your the sound that you're you're sending uh, uh, in the huddle in particular both huddles and um, uh, but at the same time make sure that you're communicating with the players so uh, they don't always know your terminology uh, as you go but you got to still make sure that you're not so loud that the other group hears uh, you call a play so um, we're aware of that uh, it's probably similar to practice and how you go about doing that. Uh, let's go to Sarin to close it out. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Coach, I know I've asked you a number of questions of, about fourth down in the, in the past. You had one in this game. I'm, I'm curious as you go back and reflect, you know, when you win as decisively as you guys did and were in control for so long in the game, it, it maybe gets lost in the shuffle, but that was a decision you made on your side of the field early in the game and trailing. Can you, can you just expand upon what, what the conversation was and why that was the right time to go for it? Yeah, well, listen, that's one that could go either way, Seren, and you know that. So uh, you don't get it, then you, you don't look so good. But, um, 
I just felt like we needed to do that there. And, uh, and I thought we had a good play. And, um, you know, so we ended up doing it. I'm not going to tell you that we do that every week, but, um, you know, we're going to try to stay as aggressive as we can on fourth downs. You know, we've, we've been pretty good at that over the years. And, uh, but anyways, I, I just felt that was a subjective decision on my part, right or wrong. Uh, but I thought it was a, if you talk to stat people, analytics people, they tell you it's the right thing. If you talk, you know, you talk to other people, they might tell you something different. But I, I just felt my gut that that was the right thing to do. Pat, looking at the film from Sunday, I know that you guys I've seen on Twitter joke about that Clyde being short, but does that add some kind of masking sometimes to some play fakes you can do that maybe the guys in the secondary can't see that you still have the ball or he has the ball and so on and so forth? Um, I'm sure it helps. I mean, it helps for him running the ball, being low to the ground, uh, being able to use that power. Um, and at the same time, I think he does get lost in the, in the shuffle of things, especially the big offensive linemen that we do have. Um, but uh, I think it's just a special skill set that he's really learned to use, and, and uh, it showed well this uh, first week. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick. I was wondering, in terms of using the two tight end sets that you guys normally do, just how much are you guys going to try to develop that over the next couple of weeks, getting Nick Kaiser obviously more reps, and just what do you think that that helps you in terms of a defense like the Chargers that likes to play a lot of cover three in the past? Yeah, I think it, uh, it helps that versatility. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of great receivers, so we want to get them on the field as much as possible. But be able to, being able to use the depth that we have at tight end, being able to change up personnel groups, change up looks, I think it, it makes us versatile and makes us hard to prepare for. So I think Coach Reed does a great job of mixing that in throughout the game with still getting our best players on the field. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Pat, um, the way you guys uh, attacked Houston the other night uh, seemed like it maybe took some patience on your part to get that done. Uh, Number one, did it require patience on your part? And if so, do you feel like you're better at that kind of thing than maybe you were last year or the year before? Yeah, I think uh, it was funny. Uh, Chad and Matt both both said it was one of my best games I played because they said I actually took the checkdowns and didn't just try to force it the, down the field when it wasn't there. And so uh, it's something that I've learned uh, from those veteran guys. I've learned from uh, Coach Reed is, I mean, we're, all of us want to go for the big shot. All of us want to go for the touchdown pass every single time. But if, if defenses are going to play us back and they're going to play us in coverage, I'm going to take the stuff underneath and let the guys make plays and, and find ways to score, score and find ways just to win football games. Let's go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. I was going to kind of ask something similar to Adam, but um, what, what's just the mental uh, acuity that, that you sort of had to gain over the years? Because I assume it's enticing to, to want to throw the deep ball, especially with the receivers and the speed that you guys have. Yeah, I think it was it was just more reading the feel of the game. I um, mean, if you, if you see, we, the defense was doing a great job uh, of getting stops. And we had kind of got up on them early. And instead of trying to force that deep shot, maybe I, I just kind of used the guys underneath and, and moved the ball down the field and scored. And um, it, it's, it's going to be times here and there where I need to take that deep shot. There was a couple in the game that I missed, the one to Tyreek early in the game. Uh, we ended up getting the first down, but maybe a chance to hit him on a big play. And then the one to Kels down the sideline uh, where I threw the check down just a little too early. I mean, there's, there, was, there was times where I could have taken that, taken that shot. I just got to know when and where to do it and uh, try not to miss him whenever I get the opportunity. Let's go to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick. So looking at the Chargers this weekend, they really have playmakers kind of at every level of their defense. When you're looking at that defense, what stands out to you? 
Yeah, I mean, they, they just do it. They do a great job in their scheme, and they have a lot of great players that make plays. Uh, they've, they they played us really well uh, last year. That defense uh, of of holding us to some low numbers, stuff that we that we had we had been training on getting better numbers and, and better scores and all that different type of stuff. But uh, I think you I mean you see those pass rushers first off. I mean, they have a lot of pass rushers all across that D line. Added uh, Joseph and the, and the the young Tillery uh, kid is really playing well. Um, and then and then you get to the linebackers, a lot of young talent there. And then the DBs. I mean, they have a couple pro bowlers and all pro guys. And so they, they have a really good defense and have a really good scheme. And we have to do our best job of be, uh, being within ourselves and going out there and finding ways to put points on the board. Let's go to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Patrick. Um, two two semi-related questions. One is, was it at all difficult for you to, to talk to Andy through the uh, fog face shield the, the other day? Was that, was that a little bit of a funny dynamic? And then I'll ask you the follow-up. Uh, I actually I saw it, but I, I didn't even notice it until after the game. I mean, you you see it, but you're so into the game, you're not really focused on it. Um, but uh, I had already said something. We had a practice in the rain. I said he needed the, the windshield wiper, and uh, he he laughed about it. But it actually could have came into play the other day. <laughs> the other part is just I, obviously it was one thing to play at Arrowhead with a limited crowd, but it's it's really going to be something quite different to play in an empty stadium. And I I wonder just what you think the differences are going to be between even how you use your voice or, or how you guys communicate? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be different. Uh, we had talked about it going into the season of having to kind of bring your own energy uh, and, and going out there and executing at a high level. Um, you, you've, you, you know that with us, we, we usually bring our own energy and we have a lot of guys that are rooting for each other. But like you said, you have to be able to change – and very snap counts, very audibles, and that's stuff that we always have done, but you just have to really pay attention and really going into the details. And at the end of the day, you just got to go out there and play the football the way you always play it, and uh, hopefully that, that turns out into a win. Let's go to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Patrick. Vahe just answered my first question I was going to have about the fans. Thanks, Vahe. But second, uh, the other question I had, just the offense, did you feel was – Maybe not so, not maybe vanilla is not the right word, but just a little more basic when the game against Houston, you can expand further with the Chargers, especially with an aggressive defense. Do you feel that's going to be give you the ability to, you know, try to open it up more, stretch the field more? Um, yeah, I mean, we always go into the game plan uh, with a, a very array of plays and different personnel groups. But as, as we got into that Houston game, we found stuff that worked early uh, and they were. They were changing coverages, changing personnel groups a lot, and we wanted to make sure that we could play fast. And so we, uh, we stayed with what was working, and, and we were able to go out there and win a football game. But uh, I know Coach, he's always going to have plays in, and he's always going to have stuff in to try to attack the defense, and we'll try to find those best plays that we can run and go out there and score points. Let's go to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. Um, I'm wondering, I, I get that the Texans were playing you a little bit differently, right? trying to take off the, the big plays, but I'm curious if your sort of risk-reward calculus is different now with, you know, the defense proving, you know, itself a little bit more and you've got Edwards Hilaire in the backfield. I'm just wondering if there's less incentive to, to take those big risks knowing that you've got enough to, to keep going. Yeah, it just depends on the feel of the game. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, if you saw us at the end of last year, you saw the defense playing well. We were able to take what was there and win football games. And I feel like it was a very good, great learning experience for me. But uh, – uh, my, my nature always wants me to take that shot if I get the chance to. So uh, trying to find that balance of when to go out there and wait, wait to take, when to take the shot and, and, and throw it deep and let these guys make plays and when to just take what's there and move the ball down the field. Got time for a couple more guys. We're going to go Sarin and then Pete. Go ahead, Sarin. 
Uh, Patrick, I know I've asked you many questions about fourth down and everything, right? We did it a couple of weeks ago. You had a chance to apply it. It came up. I, I mentioned to Coach that it really doesn't get talked about because you guys ended up, you know, stretching out and winning decisively. But at that time, that game was very much in doubt. You had been stopped once. I'm just curious, what, was, what, what did it do for the team uh, to go for it and, and to get it? And, and, you know, what was the conversation like about what play you were going to put into that? Uh, I think the conversation happens during the week. I mean, we prepare for those situations during the week, uh, fourth downs and in training camp. Um, and Coach puts us in those situations. So whenever he calls the plays, we know exactly what we need to do and we know how to go out there and execute. And uh, if it's up to me, I would, I would want to go for it every single time. And so I just try to stay out there as long as possible and it gives us the chance to, chance to go out there and make it happen. we got to make it happen so that we get more chances later on in the year. Let's go to Pete to close us out. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, Pat, just a quick follow-up to Adam and Sam's points. Just how unnatural is it for you to fight that desire to to throw downfield and, and throw guys open deep? And, and did you see any times on Thursday night's film where you, maybe you wish you would have in the other direction? Uh, it's, it's hard to say because you, you, you ended up winning the football game. Um, the, the play to Kelsey, I think, was one that I hit the check down and we got like six yards, I think. But he was probably a touchdown if I just would have gave him a chance to make a play. Uh, the, the only thing is the next play, Clyde ran in for a touchdown, so it kind of worked out either way. And then the, the play in the early part of the game, I hit, I, hit, I hit the guy for a first down on third down on the, the first drive of the game. So you kind of want to just get the, keep the drive going. But whenever you get those matchups, especially with Tyreek, who's usually double covered, you want to make sure you go out there and attack them. And so uh, just learning from that and trying to find the best, the best ways to attack it during, during the game and the flow of the game. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Now we continue on with wide receiver Sammy Watkins. The first road game of the season, and one of the things we know, no fans, but not the energy standpoint, just the way you guys speak to each other, build each other up on the sidelines if something is right or wrong. Everybody can hear everything. So what is the plan to do the things you do without anybody hearing you in an empty stadium? Um, I think the most important part and the thing that we've been doing well is practice. I think we practice so fast and um, the way we the way we are coached. Um, yes, it's hard to go out there with the fans out there, but at the same time, we all feed off each other and uh, we create that energy. And uh, we've been together for three years together. So um, we just go out there and have fun and enjoy ourselves. And we're not playing to um, do anything else but get the win and have fun. Let's go to Harold Coons. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Sammy, hope you're doing well, man. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, obviously, you're, you're being into receiver and everything, but you probably had to kind of notice how impressed you were with his just uh, debut. And where do you think you can go forward and incorporate into that passing game where it now becomes three, four options to four and five options going down to Phil? Um, I just think he needs to continue to do what he's been doing, and, um, having fun, enjoying himself, and throwing the ball around, um, making the right reads. And um, so far, he's been doing that the whole time. And um, like you said, we got another guy 
Clyde in the backfield. We can hand him the ball another 30 sometimes. So um, I just think for all of us to go out there and have fun and, and run around and catch the ball. And, you know, Pat's going to continue to do his thing like he's been doing. He's a special player. And we just got to have fun and enjoy ourselves. Let's go to Adam. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Sammy. I uh, just wanted to ask you about uh, week one. You guys had one penalty. What does it say about where you guys are at and picking up where you left off from last season? Just talk about how strong you guys came out and one penalty. That's that's pretty good for week one. Just think we got a, a, a well-oiled machine going, and I think our coaching staff just do so well with us at practice on um, snap snap counts, um, on the little details with blocking and, and hands inside, and uh, we just got a we just so detailed and um it get boring during practice, but when you go in the game and you you those little things click in your mind like, hey, I need to do this, and not worrying about the route and the little um the big stuff and scoring touchdowns. And I think we just continue to do the little small things. Uh, we continue to have success. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Sammy, how you doing today? How you doing? Good. Hey, um, Pat uh, did a nice job the other night, uh, staying patient and taking what the defense was giving. That's kind of not totally been his style since he became a starter. You think he would would have been capable of doing that earlier in his career? Maybe is this a sign of his growth uh, as a quarterback? Um, of course. I think he's moving as as the offense moving. He's he's broadening. He's getting the ball out of his hand. You know, teams want to blitz us more. Um, I think he's just going to continue to get better. I think the coach has probably been working working on him the whole camp with, with getting the ball out of his hands pretty quick. And um, he's a guy that he, he knows the game now. He knows the coverages and he knows where to go with the ball. So if he sees something open, why not just throw it in, and get the ball off? And, you know, Pat loved the big plays. And um, now I just think he's growing up and being that, that elite quarterback that's saying, like, huh, let me just check it down and move to the next play. And um, that's, a special, that's a special guy we have on our team. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Sammy, bit of a, a fun question. A lot of people have been discussing Andy Reid's face shield on Thursday. Just how funny was it to, to see it based on, you know, social media after the game? And uh, how much do you think guys in the locker room gave Andy sort of jokes or ribbing about the idea that he may have not been able to see his play sheet fully, but you guys still scored 34 points? I think we kind of used him, used him wearing the face shield, but to see it smoked up and stuff like that was definitely fun. I seen a clip on Twitter with his head down, I think, and the the looking looking down, and it's all smoked. I'm like, how is he even seeing anything? Dude, why why we have nobody wipe it off on him? You know what I mean? But definitely, man, he, that's, he's gonna go down as a goat. I'm pretty sure more guys gonna probably wear their masks and try to be like coach. <laughs> go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Sammy. Um, you mentioned Mahomes and just having the will to to check it down. You were that guy a lot of times on Thursday. Early in your career, you were the deep guy a lot of times. What's the transition been like being that secure option underneath now? Um, I do whatever I ask, man. Um, honestly, if they want me to go crack a linebacker, I'm going to go crack a linebacker. Um, and it's, it's special because our offense, and I'm a type of guy that can catch short balls and, you know, make 10 to 8 yards or, or score a touchdown. So to, to be up underneath and guys might – this year, guys might be playing us off deep, and if I can, we can get that, that short pass game um, down, and you know, hit our big plays when we need to. But um, just execute our regular plays, and um, that's what we've been doing. Looks like we've got four hands up. We'll go right down the line. Start with Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Sammy. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, I know you 
consider yourself a deep thinker. A couple of questions for you. One, uh, the NFL had 10 starting African-American quarterbacks from Thursday through, uh, through, through Monday. And I just wanted your thoughts on that. And second, you know, would you all have an opportunity to see the rest of week one games? What is your thoughts on, on how your team compares being able to control the line of scrimmage, both running the ball and passing the ball compared to some of the other teams that you saw that you'd be facing in the upcoming future? Um, I think it's being in NFL is definitely it's something special to see guys, you know, of, of color starting. Um, I think it's special. And um, just to go out there, see them competing and winning games, um, particularly, you know, you have, I think, five or six young guys is really young and um, they're going out there making plays and, and uh, making the household name for themselves. That's, that's definitely something special for the NFL and for the league. Um, but I just think for us, we just need to continue to, to just play hard. And I seen majority of the games and it was really good games, but I think we kind of separate ourselves as far as, you know, having one penalty um, defense playing well, offense playing well. And I think we, we just got to continue to take coaching and continue to get better each week. And um, don't really look at to the statistics and stuff like that. But I say we're going – hopefully we continue to stay on the path that we're on and we continue to set ourselves apart from the uh, rest of the teams. Let's go to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Sammy, uh, there's been a lot of conversation. You've answered a number of questions here about how Houston was taking away the deep ball and Patrick was uh, being patient and, and checking things down. Well, I'm curious, did you – was this what you guys thought they were going to do? I know sometimes you guys can nail it with a game plan, right? And, okay, it's exactly how we thought. And then there's all the provisions for if they do something different. Was this one where you guys came out and you just nailed it and you were ready for exactly what they were going to do and Patrick executed it? Or did they come out a different way and you guys were able to adjust and say, okay, we'll play this way? Um, I'm just going to prepare. And um, like you said, we know they're going to run certain coverages, certain looks like that. But I leave that down the pad. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just out there running my routes trying to get open. But um, I just think, you know, we we just well old and um, we know what type of looks that we get in the ball. And um, we just literally let Pat make those decisions and, and throw us the ball when we're open. And um, I just think we just got to continue to execute and, and be on point. And, you know, teams probably might do start stepping back or whatever the case, case may be. We got to take those easy throws and, you know, um, get those five, six yards to where we can have a third and two, third and one and let Clyde go get the first down. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Sammy, I, I know you had a tough decision this offseason. You ultimately decided to stay in Kansas City. How rewarding was it for you? And I'm keeping in mind that there's a long way to go here and you're going to want to keep it up, but how rewarding was it to get the go-ahead touchdown twice and lead the team in receiving and to really just pick up where you guys left off? Um, very special, um, not just to come back on a team, but a Super Bowl team, I think, and that a great staff, a great organization, um, a group of guys that I already know and um, I'm kind of open to. And um, literally just to start the week off, not just me scoring touchdowns, but how well we played. Um, I just thought it was going to be a little bit different as far as no fans and stuff like that and, you know, how everything been going with the COVID. But I think this team, these coaches, um, this organization been handling everything well with keeping us safe. And um, I think that's been the best part of us going out on the field and, you know, making plays and executing how we did. Let's go to Steve Walls and then Adam to close us out. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, on the lines of that, Sammy, uh, you, you speak a lot. And you guys have, have talked a lot about just having fun. Um, from the outside looking in, it seems like you guys are at your best when you're relaxing and having that, the fun that you speak about. Uh, just how important is it for you guys that you guys actually like each other to have, you know, the success that you are having? I think that's the number one thing on a team, 
or any organization or anybody that's trying to win or, you know, trying to be the best. Um, I think this team is young and we're well, well together. Um, we love each other. Um, we're unselfish. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, us loving on each other, being real, helping each other out, kicking each other in the butts when we need to, but also, man, wanting the best for each other. And I think this team, I've been on a lot of teams, and this is one of the teams that I can say, man, we, we enjoy being with each other. Um, if I can give my energy to everybody, I'm, I'm going to do it. And um, that's, that's my job. Let's go to Adam with the last one. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Sammy. I uh, wanted to ask you about Tyrod Taylor, um, old team of years, of course. Uh, you had that big game against the Chiefs, you remember, a few years ago. What are your thoughts about him getting another shot at being a starter here? Um, yeah, that was my guy in Buffalo. He's a great dude, great kid. Um, I, I had fun with playing with him the time that I had with him. Um, I just hope that he continue to do great, not against, not against us, but um, he continues to succeed and, and be well and play well for the Chargers. But um, I just can't wait to look forward to playing against him and see how good our defense play against him. And um, um, I, I think he's a good player. Sammy, we really appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, Legerius, I just uh, want to know, wh when did you know that you were going to get a starting assignment? And then after the game, just tell us about uh, the congratulations you received, who all you talked to, and what that experience was like. Uh, I knew about the mid, i say towards the end of training camp. That's when I knew I was going to start. And um, well, the congratulations, my son, first of all, and my mother, that was proud of me, you know, for what I did in the game. And my son, he went crazy when I went when I when I came home when he saw me when I walked in the door. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Jerry, so I was wondering what you think about the idea of someone coming from a smaller school like Louisiana Tech being able to step on the field. And I, I'm sure there are some things that you want to clean up, but having a really strong debut. What does it say for the small school guy that might get overlooked? Oh, you know, it's no, no matter where you come from, man, just believe in yourself. Let's go to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Legereus. Unlike some of these, uh, you know, other players who played at big-name schools, but you play at Louisiana Tech, you also might have played in a crowd that, you know, may have had 15,000, maybe 10,000 in attendance. You know, is this playing in a blank stadium thing going to feel a little natural for you? Uh, Yeah, I could say that. You know, it's, it, the, without the fans, you know, it's kind of different, you know. But I can say, um, you know, I'm just out there doing what I love, so playing football. So I love to be out there playing football and competing with my teammates. So it's no big deal. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Legereus. Uh, Andy Reid was talking a minute ago about how this week's going to be a different challenge for you given the size of the Chargers receivers. They don't get much bigger than Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen's a big guy too. So how does that challenge change for you this week? as opposed to what you were facing last week against Houston? No, uh, I'm still going to have the same mindset that I had, you know. I had a big mindset going into Houston game. You know, my mindset is not going to change, you know. I'm going to just try to better myself for what I, what I made my mistakes on last week. And, you know, I've been studying them. And also, I bet they've been studying me and knowing that I'm young. But, you know, I'm going to go out there and give my best. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Ladarius, I'm, I'm interested if you had heard anything from Bashad Breeland. Obviously, he's not at the facility because of the suspension, but in replacing him, did he give you uh, any message after Thursday's game? Oh, yeah. After the, right, after, uh, right after the game, he sent something in a group chat, which I'm not going to say what he said, but, you know, he sent congratulations to me. Yeah. Let's go to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. 
Uh, Legereus, uh, over the years, and you know, covering the draft and, and talking to different scouts and everything, they, I've heard kind of two theories here. One, if a guy plays safety and corner in college, that's a knock on him because they couldn't figure out he couldn't really settle into either one. And then I've heard other guys say he played both. I mean, look at the versatility he's got. We can use him in so many different ways. You're that guy, right? What, what, what do you think having played both those spots has done for you and, and how it maybe helped you in that Thursday game and can help you moving forward or, or maybe has, has been an issue? Maybe you can be more advanced as a corner if you'd have more time there. Just your thoughts about that kind of uh, dichotomy. Uh, well, I can say uh, later, later, in my, later on in my, um, in my uh, year in, my, in the NFL, I think uh, I should be uh, – I think I'm going to be a safety. You know, safety helped my knowledge a lot with, with, with seeing like the – Quarterback, reading quarterback, you know, corner, you just out there on the island by yourself, you know, and you listening to a safety, you know, safety, it's more of a communication you have to do. But at corner, I love I love the position that I'm playing right now. Corner, that's where I was born at. And I think uh, playing safety helped me a lot. You know, you have to switch it up and, you know, you got to play slower at corner, you know. At safety, you have to do more reading and stuff. So I feel like um, it helped me a lot with my game, my knowledge-wise, mental-wise. Let's go to Darren Smith with the last one. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, uh, Legereus, first of all, great first game. Just, uh, you know, want to know how would you grade yourself on, on what you did in the in the opening game? And then second, the speed of the game, was it any faster, not from what you saw in training camp, but being out there on the field against, you know, other players from, from another team, what were your thoughts on that? Oh, totally, yeah. The speed is totally different from college, you know, but I prepared all training camp against Kansas City Chiefs on offense, which is explosive, so – I can say that they prepared me to be, you know, where I'm at now. In the game, I say it, 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 it's, it's very, like, it was slow out there, yeah.